Hey all, and welcome to another episode of A Little Bit Unfiltered, a little bit of production. We're so glad you're back. I'm Sarah. And I'm Molly. And we're both your hosts and the co-founders of Little Bit Of, the Inclusive Lifestyle Collective. On this podcast, we take an unfiltered look into what happiness and success means for entrepreneurs, influencers, and changemakers, including ourselves. No Photoshop, Facetune, or filters here. Welcome back to A Little Bit Unfiltered. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of A Little Bit Unfiltered. Welcome back. We're so excited for this super special episode. If you haven't been following the trend, we've started doing guest hosts rather than guests because just we love talking to people more than 20 minutes. And tonight we are joined, um, if you couldn't tell by the title of this episode, we are joined by one of my oldest and bestest friends, Brooke Willette. Round of applause for Brooke. Oh my God, so cute. Stop it. (laughs) would you like to introduce yourself to our audience that doesn't already know you? Oh my gosh. Okay. This is so stressful. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I'm Brooke. I am, like Sarah said, one of her oldest and best friends. We met pretty much our, like two weeks before our freshman year of high school. I think, I don't know. I can't count. Um, (laughs) We've been pretty much inseparable ever since, other than the fact that I live in Lexington, Kentucky. I went to the University of Kentucky. I majored in animal science and equine science and graduated in May of 2020. So, you know, go COVID grads. Um, (laughs) It was super fun. I'm working as a vet tech now full-time and also running the blog and podcast actually though. So that's pretty much all about me. Yeah. So exciting. And yeah, we were talking right before this about how we met and that story of how we met. And yeah, I think it was a couple of years before or a couple of weeks before our freshman year of high school at field hockey camp. And it was like preseason or whatever. You think so? But I feel like I don't remember. I mean, I'm horrible with remembering how I meet people anyway. Mm -hmm. Um, But I feel like I'm horrible at remembering it because I didn't stay. Yeah. Because I came for like the first three days and then was like, peace out. I have to go to another camp and then came back pretty much the day before school started. So I was like, oh my God, I don't actually know what's going on. <laughs> yeah, I think I remember, like actually after we first, first met in field hockey camp, I remember being annoyed because I think you were really good at like defense or something. <laughs> and I was just really annoyed that I could never get past you. And then you came back and we were best friends. And I was like, that's cute. Um, but yeah, I guess it just must have been over the course of the field hockey season and having classes together. Yeah, because I think we had like every class together mm-hmm. freshman earth and environment oh god it was like the science class like the very basic science class for freshmen and it was probably the most chaotic class ever it was pure mayhem all the time Uh, oh my gosh but since then (laughs) nothing's changed we're still super chaotic i honestly Uh, can relate my freshman year earth science class we watched that movie one day in the class like he let us vote what movie we wanted to watch and it was that one that was like blades of glory no (laughs) freshman year science class like that is not appropriate 
not appropriate at all. I don't know. I think he was just like, what are some suggestions? And then he let us go and he like didn't look at the ratings or what they're about. And he was like, okay. And I'm pretty sure he just straight up left the room. Oh, it was just like God. had something else to do. I mean, that would be what ours would have done too, though. Yeah. If that had happened, he'd have been like, you know what? I'm just gonna pretend I don't see it. Like it's not yeah. my reason. I don't. Like he was yeah. just like, oops, and then like left. <laughs> like, what are you gonna do? Be like, oh shoot, this is inappropriate. Like, come on, guys. Oh yeah. my gosh, that's yeah. Funny. Um, good times. Our listeners also might remember Brooke um, from our Truth or Drink episode. I referenced um, how I sent a text to a coworker on a campaign that Brooke helped me draft in the backseat of a car on a way in to Disney. In my defense, <laughs> not that I have one, but <laughs> I really kind of just thought you were going to do what you kind of usually do, which is say you're going to send it and then you don't. Do. So I really didn't put that much thought into it. I was yeah. like, yeah, whatever. It's funny. Like, she's not going to send it. But then you and did. did. And then I remember my mom was even like, that was so mean. Why Why would you tell her to send that? That was so dumb. And I was like, I didn't actually think she was going to do it. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, not my finer moment. Yeah. And I nothing- feel like I've had significantly better advice since then. Yeah, I would say, like, since then, um, my most recent, like, anxiety-inducing text, both of you were on the phone with me yelling at me to send the text. I still think that was a bad idea. I stand (laughs) by it. I still, yeah, I still think it was a good idea. Mind you, it took three of us, because Lizzie was also there, Mm -hmm. and I still say you're outvoted, so whatever. But I still say it's a good idea, because even though it was not the outcome you wanted, at least you know. And it's better true. than not knowing. Yeah, that is true. I would just, I don't think he's listening. If he is, you know who you are. I just like, I would appreciate not being in my DMs or voting on things anymore. <laughs> yeah, I live for it. I think it's great. Yeah, y'all love the updates. And I, really- I don't like it. I'm not a fan. <laughs> you know, I, you like text me that he like, when he, I mean, when I obviously get the likes and like the comments and everything too, because I'm also on Instagram and I'm always just like, bro, like, <laughs> why? like you just like, t- like, I, I don't know. Why is it just so weird? Why? They're so weird. I think I texted Lizzie about this the other night. I was like, if you're going to use me, use me and leave. Don't use me and linger. Like that's not good for yeah. anybody. Salad. But I, for my own personal entertainment, Oh, so, it's hilarious for you, I I'm sure. Very amusing. <laughs> <laughs> Which I can say because I'm your best friend. Yes. Um, so that's I do fun. think, I think we've talked about this, but I just think it's some sort of like submarining. Yes. We talked about that phrase where he just like, it's not that he's necessarily using you because I do think like you guys were genuinely friends. Mm-hmm. I just think he appreciates that friendship and is trying to sort of tag it along without having to put in any of the work. Mm-hmm. to like, yeah. maintain our friendship yeah I will and say like, oh I don't want to give this away because then they'll definitely know it's them but <laughs> I hope they're not listening yeah. if they are what yeah. are you doing if you're listening maybe this will make you if think you're twice listening, maybe like get your shit together yeah just yeah. a thought and just like if you're gonna text me for advice don't ghost me afterwards because that's using me but yeah. Um, anyways, let's get away from the life updates of Sarah's <laughs> terrible love life, which actually there is an update on that point. Um, 
I believe it might be our next episode, the blind date thing that we mentioned a couple episodes back is now in motion. Um, it's happening. It is happening. The We created an application. If you're new to the podcast, we created an application for people to apply to be on a blind date episode of this podcast where they get a chance to sort of have a conversation with me. And at the end of the episode, I decide who I would like to go on a date with or a virtual date. Um, But by the time that happens, it might be in person because other life updates, I think we're all vaccinated. Yeah. Ish. Halfway. Halfway. Yeah. You guys are halfway. I'm fully. I'm fully well in two weeks because I got the Johnson and Johnson today. Oh, I'm so jealous. Yeah, I wanted the Johnson and Johnson. I I hate needles so much. I'm so jealous. (laughs) Okay, no, I I don't want to go back. (laughs) Like, to be fair, like DC vaccination distribution was terrible like it's still really really terrible so i had to go to maryland because maryland Um, has all of these mass vaccination vaccination sites and they made it so this week and when our listeners listen last week so now dc residents over the age of 16 with no other requirements can go and get vaccines because there's these mass vaccination sites that have just so many empty chairs and so many vaccines they need to distribute that's connecticut Um, right now yeah 16 and over Oh, that's so nice. Yeah. yeah. So I then I got the Pfizer, which nice. is fine. I just really didn't want Moderna. <laughs> like that's what I got. I, I don't know. <laughs> I've just read that the symptoms or like reaction symptoms, whatever, are way worse. See, I will say. So my mom, who is a radiation oncology nurse, she got Pfizer in Vermont a couple months ago. I think she got it before Christmas. And her first dose was horrible for her. She woke up with cold sweats the whole bit. My first dose of Moderna, I think, would have been fine if I hadn't gone back to work. But Mm -hmm. I went, like, I left work, got my vaccine, went back to work, and then worked, like, another 12 hours. So by the end of the day, I was just exhausted and then felt like garbage. But then my second one... Pretty much everyone except me and maybe three other girls at work ended up like really, really sick after the second dose. And we were all totally fine. So it was really weird. Yeah, I've heard my parents told me today, which worked against me because it was an hour drive there and back. They were saying that there's like now research that if you aren't super well hydrated or if you don't eat a lot before and after, that's what like can contribute to really bad side effects. See, and, making the two orders of chicken minis after my second one saved my life. Yeah. Honest, <laughs> Maybe. Honest and for That's trip. good to know. Right? Yeah. I'm going to have to have, well, my next one's at 11 a.m. I have obviously taking the whole day off and I took the whole day the next day off because I'm a baby. <laughs> no, that is so smart. And so, yeah, I'm just going to have to eat like a big breakfast. Yeah. And drink a lot of water. I would tell I you know. Chick-fil-A, but you're in Connecticut and I feel like they don't have them there. There's a Chick-fil-A like right near me, but I'm, I don't go to Chick-fil-A. That's good. Everyone says, everyone says that I don't go because I've never gone. And if I did go, then I would go again. And I believe mm-hmm. that's true. I believe yeah. it and I yeah. understand. So I'm never going. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't want to do it to myself. I think I held off for like eight months once I got to DC for college 
And then I did. And then I was hooked and it was awful. Like, I think I held yeah. off for pretty much an entire year when I moved to Kentucky. Oh my God. I didn't go. I didn't have a car and UK. I mean, everything I needed was on campus. So I just didn't go. And there wasn't one on, one on campus. Tell me what it's like to um, go to school with a real campus. Both of you. Amazing. I loved it. (laughs) I got Chick-fil-A at the Kentucky Derby. That was the most Kentucky sentence I think I have ever (laughs) said. Yeah, I got Chick-fil-A on the way to my first Kentucky Derby. That's so classic. I love that. It was great. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I'm like worried. Like I am so fortunate. My office is offering paid sick leave for... Like I got paid sick leave to go to the appointment and back. And if I can't work because of the symptoms, they're offering paid sick leave. And like, even for fellows who are like hourly, which I am, that's like, that applies to us and most other things don't, but I think that's really nice. And I mean, I do think, I think that's very nice. I also just think in general, that should be the bare minimum. Oh, absolutely. (laughs) Like that should not, we shouldn't be on the podcast being like, oh, that is so nice. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know, like that should be required. It really should, because it does knock you out. Like, except for my grandmother, apparently. Grandma Pat is listening to this. I was talking to her today. I read that too, though, that older the older you are the less the vaccine like gives you symptoms it must because I was talking to her today and I was like oh like I also got the Johnson and Johnson vaccine she was like oh yeah I didn't really have any symptoms I was kind of tired the next day but then I was fine and I was like I'm gonna be such a wimp if I'm in bed all tomorrow (laughs) so maybe I'll edit this podcast while I'm in bed um but I saw something that was like in DC and I'm sure it's probably a lot of other places like which vaccine did you get is the new like where do you work and it's like true. this weird, like, so important. <laughs> like, okay. I just, that, okay, this is one of my nitpicking things. There's this thing on TikTok, and I'm sure you guys have seen it, or like on social media where people are like, like hot people get Pfizer, which is like funny, but then like people start comparing like based on the vaccines and mm-hmm. I'm like, just go get the vaccine, whichever one. I was like, yeah, go get it. Either yeah. way, you're getting vaccinated. So shut up about it yeah we're gonna have to do this again in like six months so yeah sarah do you know um lena was interviewed by like some news station because she like made a funny tiktok that was like pfizer whatever did she start that i don't think she started it i think she just used the sound yeah hers like went viral Mm -hmm. and so she got interviewed and then like afterwards she started getting all this hate because people are like well, when you're not that hot. And then also, which oh is just God. like, it was, it's a joke. <laughs> like yeah. it's a joke. People what? like, get, just get the vaccine, like whichever one, just, it's a joke. Yeah. What I, I love is though, is that people are now saying like too, like if you want hot girl summer, you have to have shot girl spring. Oh my gosh. I saw a shot girl summer. That is amazing. But I, I feel that. like yeah. it's shot girl spring. Come on, yeah. like, let's get it going. Oh my God. I love that. Yeah, I, I also today I feel honored that I got vaccinated on the same day that Taylor Swift's re-release of Fearless came out, and now I share an anniversary with that. And I listened to the entire album on the way there, and then again on the way back, and I cried both times. Wow, we love that. I was honestly wondering how you were going to listen to that because you told me you were going to listen to it, and I was like, "Don't you have like work all day? Yeah. <laughs> like, how is she going to listen?" Because I, I obviously did not listen to it today. I've literally been working all day. Yeah. But so that is good for you. 
yeah we can thank the pandemic for that yeah (laughs) I like almost I tried to go to bed before midnight last night because I was like if I stay up till midnight I'm gonna feel compelled to listen to it all but I feel like I don't know like all the songs like sound similar they just sound better like they're smoother and like obviously because she has like better breath control and things like that um, but the new songs are really good. Like the one about Joe Jonas that Molly, you and I were texting about yesterday yeah. is so good. I listened to it like three different times on the trip. In addition to like three different times I played it before I left. And it's just such a banger. And I mean, that took me back to the place in my latest um, fun situation with a guy. And I was like, this is kind of like scary that she wrote this in like 08. And now it's manifesting in 2021. But yeah she just constantly amazes us I can't yeah for sure I I don't know it's hard for me to listen to like sad songs like that like Mm -hmm. like breakup songs and like like them (laughs) I do like like I obviously am like oh my god that's such a good song like that's great and like try and put my head back in a space where I've been like broken up with and can Mm -hmm. be like very upset but I just, I need some more like happy love songs. Yeah. If you need some sad material, just text me and I'll get you into that mindset. But I, need, I need, I need happy stuff. Yeah. So I can relate. Like, it's weird to me. Like I'll be driving around and then not, not me driving, but like Adam will be driving and, um, a driver's license will come on and I just like <laughs> jam out and Adam's like, Molly, <laughs> You okay? need to you need to like chill because like you've been in a committed relationship for like a while now and it's a little concerning. I thought <laughs> that like, you're like crying to this 18 year old girl's <laughs> song about this boy that taught her how to drive. One, you don't even know how to drive, so how do you relate? You should get your driver's license and be like, I have my driver's license. I just don't, don't know how drive. to drive. Yeah. Did you just like relapse? You just forgot how to? Yeah, pretty much. Okay, interesting. Yeah, I didn't want to get it for a while because I have a very, I have anxiety about driving. Mm -hmm. I don't like to drive. It freaks me out. I like shut down. I don't like it. Interesting. So when I was like growing up though, like my parents were like, you have to get your driver's license. Like you have to get it before you go to college. You have to get it. Like, what if you need it? You have to get it. So I did. I like practiced all summer and worked really hard and I finally got it. I failed once and then I got it second time. And then probably since then I've driven probably like four times and there to like the grocery store, to like Target with like my mom or Adam with me. I've only driven alone one time. Literally one time I've been in the car alone and it was literally four right turns around the block. Oh, <laughs> I would die. Like, I love driving. I live. A lot of people do love driving. Oh I don't. Like, yeah. take my ability to drive away and you might as well just ruin my life. I, yeah. like, I make up reasons to leave my house. To drive <laughs> my like, maybe I'll drive to Trader Joe's. It's really far away. Uh, instead of going to the Safeway, that's literally across the street from my apartment. Yeah, like I'm always like, no, 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 I don't, I don't mind. Like I'll pick you up just so I can drive. Uh-huh. I also have a little bit of a control thing, and I, I don't like yeah. other people driving. It like makes yeah. me but I love driving. That's so funny. Which works because none of my friends like to drive. I oh think I'm the opposite almost because you say that you're like, oh, you want to drive because it's like a little bit of a control thing. I feel that way about my house. Like when people are like, oh, let's hang out, and I'm just like, okay, my house. 
my my house. <laughs> like we're not going anywhere but my my house. Yeah, you're like I'm not leaving this. I don't house. like to leave. Like this is I just want to stay right here. <laughs> so maybe maybe that's it. Maybe I don't like to drive because I don't like to leave. That could be it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Gosh. Um, sorry, I'm like way in my head. I'm starting like, to feel like no. chills. Cozy up. Do what you gotta do. <laughs> like a blanket. I'm about to grab like a towel that's in my closet. I mean, like, you're in your closet. I know you have jackets. Like oh, that's true. I've like, seen your closet. Fluffy pink jacket. This would be fun. Um, but oh my gosh, what was I gonna say? Her new song, Olivia Rodrigo's new song, Deja Vu. Mm-hmm. I think it's almost better than driver's license. Really? Like, it's so good. Ooh. Hey all, it's Sarah, and I'm so excited to talk to you a little bit about Anchor, which is the free platform that Molly and I use to create a little bit unfiltered. And we love using Anchor because we're novices at this, and Anchor gives you creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. And it also distributes your podcast for you on Spotify, Apple, and many other places with just one touch of a button. And you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. So basically, it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. If you're interested in making your own podcast, download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Speaking of life updates, I think since last time you have exciting news, right? Oh, I think we I, didn't talk about that last time. I think it's been two weeks. I think it was that next week that you heard. Oh, I think it was well, yeah, Thursday. I'm I'm leaving my job at Francesca's, everybody. And I'm going to be full time work from home. Very exciting. Never have to leave my house. <laughs> and yeah, I'm very excited. Oh, that's so exciting. I'm excited for you. Wait, so I'm curious, Brooke, how did you end up in Kentucky? I moved here for school. Uh, So I hate being cold. I despise being cold. Actually, it's the worst thing ever. I use Sarah knows I used to walk around high school wearing my like head to toe LL Bean puffer coat because I just I can't handle it. It's true. And when I was looking at colleges, I was mainly looking at schools in New England because I had this horrible plan in my life where I was like gonna go to school in New England I had to be close to home because I was convinced something some weird emergency was gonna happen and I would like have to get home and finally my mom came home one day and she goes you you hate being cold you should look at schools in the south and uh I remember saying to her I was like no I'm not looking at schools in the south I don't want a big school far from home that likes sports was the phrase because I'm not a sports gal I played field hockey because I was forced to. Like, I don't like them. And she kind of told me that she didn't care and that we were road tripping to Lexington and looking at UK. And because uh, I grew up riding horses and Lexington is the horse capital of the world and this, that, and the other. And we drove down here and I remember I stepped on campus and absolutely fell in love with it. It was 95 degrees and sunny. And I was like, that's it. This is it. And I walked into the residence halls at UK and they were essentially two bedroom apartments. Like that's what they were. And I, I was done. I was like, I don't care. This is where I'm going. I don't need to go anywhere else. This is it. Blah, blah, blah. So packed my bags and moved 18 hours from home and knew not a single person when I got here. 
and then was always kind of convinced that I was going to move home or move to Boston or something after school. I like, I moved down here and was like, yeah, I'll spend a few years in the South and then I'll, I'll move home and it'll be fine. And like junior, senior year came around and I realized I hadn't gone home since my freshman year summer. And I was like, you know what? I'm not going anywhere. This is it. So that's pretty much how I've ended up here was I just fell in love with it. It's the coolest town. I just, I can't, I can't imagine being anywhere else. It's really, really awesome. I remember when you came back from that trip to Lexington and I almost want to say, I think it must've been Mr. Brown's class, like his, his English class. And we were talking about it. And I remember like you came back talking about it. I was like, oh shit, my best friend's moving to Kentucky. Like I, yeah. it was just like, there was no question about it. There was no question. My dad still to this day, he goes, you, you didn't sleep the whole way home. And all you talked about was moving there for 18 hours. That's oh all you gosh. And he was like, yeah, I just pretty much told you that you had to apply to other schools just so that you didn't only apply to one. But mm-hmm. I also remember being... I think the first kid in school who knew where they were going, like to have committed to a college because Mm -hmm. I applied early and got in and knew where I was going to college by like September. And that was that. And it was just, it was awesome for me because I felt so much less pressure my senior year because I was like, it doesn't matter. I'm already in, like, I just have to make it to graduation and still do well, but I don't have to worry about picking a school and applying to schools and I can kind of chill out. So it was awesome. Yeah. Especially with our, none of them are listening. <laughs> I was going to say, especially with our friend group in high school. None of them are listening. I can <laughs> promise you. <of> that. <laughs> like that college. I remember that. And like, <laughs> you know, the class I'm talking about first period, someone hey. came walking in after they decided to go to an Ivy league. And we're just yeah. like, it's <laughs> like, okay. Just like, like gag me, I can't. Yeah, and it was like the be all end all of everything for so many people. Um, and yeah, but I think like seeing you, like Kentucky fits you so well. Like, yeah. it's crazy that you lived your whole life in Vermont. You didn't live your whole life in Vermont, did you? Well, I mean, I spent a month, quite literally, my first month of life in. Massachusetts. I That's was I born in Stoneham. I lived in Reading for a minute and then we moved to Vermont. So pretty much, I mean, essentially my whole life. life in Vermont. Yeah. Until I was 18. Yeah. It was nuts. No, but all... it was funny because I went home this past weekend over Easter uh, and I flew into Burlington. I spent a night in Vermont before I went to Cape Cod and, you know, we went out to dinner and I got to see my family and it was great. And I remember we were in Cape Cod and my mom and I went to get dinner or something. We got takeout and we were picking it up. And she said to me, we we're kind of driving, you know, down by the beach and everything. And she, she asked, Oh, is it weird for you to be back? Cause I hadn't been to my grandmother lives on Cape Cod and been there in five, six years. And I remember being like, it's not, it's not weird for me to be on Cape Cod because I've always only visited there. So this is no different to me, you know, visiting. I said, but it, it is really weird being in Vermont now and I sat and I felt bad kind of because I felt like I kind of had to explain it to her and I was just like I don't fit there anymore like I love going back and I love being in a small town where everyone knows everyone and it's it's great to go back and visit and see everyone but I don't fit there and I don't think I realized that until I went home and I was like oh no this is this is not for me so Mm -hmm. it's very weird it was like a weird life altering 
moment. I don't know. Yeah. I think I had a similar thing. Like I haven't been away because like I just get homesick so easily, but like my parents could live anywhere and I would want to go visit them. Um, But yeah, Vermont, it's just like, it's so different. I think from where we're both living right now that it's just losing my mic. That is just, it's hard to go back to that because it's almost like, I I feel I don't know. I feel like I'll always appreciate it because if I didn't live there, I wouldn't have met you know you and I wouldn't have had the experience that I did. But it is just kind of weird. Like I spend the whole time there worrying about what's going on. Like I don't consider that home anymore. Mm-hmm. And that really freaks me out a little bit still. Yeah. It's like, I always feel bad when I'm with my parents and I refer to DC as home. I'm like, Oh, I'm going yeah. home next week. And they're like, you are home. And I was like, well, yeah. <laughs> like not really. Um, and I've started cause I have a lot of friends in Kentucky who want to go visit Vermont, obviously, cause they've never been. And my, one of my best friends down here, Sabrina, who is like, you would love her. She's, she's awesome. Um, she, her and her fiance want to go visit. And I, I said to them one time in conversation, I said, yeah, we can go stay at my parents' house. Oh my God. And it was the first time I had never referred to my childhood house as like my house. It was wow. very strange. It was really, really kind of weird for me. That's yeah. like when you know you're in like, you're like adulting when it's like, oh yeah, let's go visit the family. Like, like yeah, that. exactly. It's so okay. odd. But yeah, I can't wait to meet Sabrina because we've talked about this. This is kind of like one half of a podcast swap. Um, and we've talked about doing a truth or drink with Brooke's friends in Kentucky on Actually, though. Yes. And um, speaking of which, what inspired you to start Actually, though? Because I know you and your journey inspired me and subsequently Molly like to move up our timeline, seeing how you did it so well. It's funny because I, I sit here and I wish that there was like a moment where I was like, I want to start a blog, but there's, there's really not. I think I've always been somebody who really loves sharing things that I love and sharing tips and tricks and giving advice and things like that. And I, especially during COVID was finding that I was texting people a lot like just kind of constantly, you know, everybody was FaceTiming and texting and this, that, and the other. And I was kind of like the resident living alone person, I guess, if you will. And cause I lived alone pre COVID and things like that. And so I had a lot of people being like, how are you not bored out of your mind, ready to like jump out the window? And I was finding that I was texting the same 13 texts to people over and over and over again. And I was like, you know what? I should just, I texted Sabrina actually. And I said, I should just write all this down somewhere and then just like tell people to go look at it. And she was like, well, why don't you? Like you, you should do it. And so I remember thinking, just being crazy. Like, I'm not going to do that. And then I had a bunch of time on my hands and was clearly not doing anything of any use sitting at home. And so I was like, you know what? Yeah, I, I should. And I love blogging because I think, it is so different in terms of social media than anything anyone else is doing because you can really focus on your niche and also be really broad at the same time because you have pretty much unlimited space. Mm. And so I remember thinking, you know, 
I want to find a place to write all this down, but nobody wants to read an Instagram caption that's 13 paragraphs. Mm-hmm. Nobody wants to watch. Like, I wasn't into the idea of doing YouTube because I wasn't doing anything but sit on my couch and watch <laughs> like Harry Potter and West Wing and Frozen 2 on repeat. Child, <laughs> like I wasn't doing anything. So I was like, there would be nothing to vlog, you know, like I don't, that's not me. I hate getting ready. So I'm not going to know. And it's uh, <laughs> just not happening. And I wanted something that I could do while working full time. And that's always been really important to me because I don't want to ever not be doing multiple things. And so I think I just really got to the point where I was like, you know what? Yeah, I should just try it because what's the worst that happens. Mm-hmm. And I was really, you know, I was always kind of in college kind of debating the idea of a podcast and things like that. Cause I was a tour guide at UK and, you know, I really like talking to people and chatting and I'm pretty social. And I was always kind of put off by like the idea of, you know, the worst thing that could happen. But I mean, honestly, the worst thing that happens when you try something is what it doesn't work. Mm-hmm. Like it, you write a blog post and nobody reads it. You record a podcast episode. Nobody listens like who, who really gives two shits. So Mm-hmm. I just kind of decided at, at, you know, March, April, that I was really just going to go for it and see what happens and learn as I go. And I think that there's something really special about learning as you go, because I think that there's this element of authenticity that really kind of plays out when people are watching you learn and process and figure out how it works. And I was never somebody who wanted to wait until the perfect moment, because if you wait till the perfect moment, like there's never going to be a perfect moment. So you need to just kind of like suck it up and deal with it. So I think that was really, it was, I was just honestly sick of copy and pasting the same text message (laughs) a million times. And I wanted somebody to talk to because I was living by myself. And so that was really kind of how it went. I guess it's not really as glamorous as I think I could make it like I could make some really cool story, but I don't know. I don't think it wouldn't be me. Yeah. I think that point about authenticity and sort of not waiting for the right moment. I think we, I think that's so important. That's something we've talked about. And I think our episode with Arden, she said something very similar about like when she started hers and that it's like, especially now, especially 2020 and especially 2021, like when nothing, literally nothing is for granted and I think why wait? And I, I think so many things have happened and, um, at least personally, like for me, I've over the past year found that like life's too short and like, there's so many things that could go wrong. So why not focus on the things that go right and try to like make space and make opportunity for more things to go right rather than dwell on the things that go wrong because I'm a Taurus, but also like, I'm just a very like judgmental, like grudge holding person. And I think like over the past year, like I've learned that that's not serving me and that's not going to get me to the right place. It's only going to hold me back from finding that. Um, And yeah, I think that point about like not sugarcoating it, like what has been the hardest part of this? Cause I know you said like, it's not super easy, but what would you say like is your biggest lesson? I think the hardest part for me, especially being somebody who's kind of doing it solo 
is really holding myself accountable because I mean, as much as I always want to be someone, like I said, who's doing multiple things and is, you know, having multiple jobs and things like that, it gets really hard. Like it would be so much easier if, you know, I was somebody who worked a couple hours and that was that, but you know, that's not how it is. And so I think really kind of forcing myself on the days where I don't want to do anything to do it and, you know, forcing myself to create content and also still maintaining the expectations that I hold on myself as a vet tech, I think are really big because I think that, you know, starting your own business, this freaking motorcycle, sorry. <laughs> every time I swear to God, every time I record, he's out there. It's so annoying. Anyway. Uh, I think that, you know, starting a business is extremely stressful and putting yourself out there in a way that is so vulnerable and so authentic, the way that I really want to do for, for my listeners and for my readers. Uh, and then also going to work and having a very stressful job where people are trusting me with the care of their pets and part of their families. I think that trying to balance the stress of both of those things has been really big. Um, and also maintaining time for myself, because as much as I love what I do in both areas of my work, there are times where like, I just want to sit on the couch and cuddle with my dog, or I just want to go out and like see friends I haven't seen in six months. And so figuring out, you know, where to draw certain lines, I think has been the hardest thing. Um, but I think I've been really fortunate that overall it's been really great. And of course, like my website crashing a week before I launched was kind of shitty. That was bad about that. Yeah, that was really bad. That made me actually like want to cry. I think I did cry. Um, Yeah. Besides that, though, everything's been great. (laughs) I mean, what you were talking about, I feel like Sarah and I relate to so much in terms Mm -hmm. of like balancing. I feel like everyone who is in like that in a full-time job also like in the entrepreneurial space and trying to balance self-care and the social life they know it's rough and yeah I feel you yeah it and it get really hard it's like one of those things where I wouldn't trade any of it and I think yeah. that that's what is important for people especially people thinking that they want to start this is it's all worth it. Like I am still like, I would consider myself very, very, very micro in like the scale of blogging and podcasting. Like, you know, it's whatever, but I still love what I do. And I'm still finding that I'm still adding value to people's lives and I'm still helping people do things. So, you know, I think that as long as you love what you do and you're passionate about what you do, like, it doesn't matter how stressful it gets. Like you just have to work at it and you just kind of have to suck it up. Like that's really kind of the mantra is like, you just, you got to do it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I feel like this just makes me think of so many phone calls we've had where like, I'll be doing something and you'll just be like, just do it, just suck it up and do it. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Because like what, what good is going to come? Sorry. I'm like trying to find a different outlet. Um, Like, no good that comes in sitting there bitching about it. Yep. Like there's really not like, yes. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you can just pause and then go. <laughs> <It's all good. laughs> 
I have this outlet, sorry, side note. I have these two outlets in my house and I can never remember which ones they are that get hooked up to a light switch that does absolutely nothing. And I can never figure out which ones they are. Anyway, I found one of them, as I was saying. Like there's no good in sitting there and bitching, right? Mm -hmm. Like, yes, you can call and vent. Like I literally called Sarah 20 minutes before this episode and lost my mind for a second about shit, but like, okay, fine. My rule is you get five minutes. So you get to bitch for five minutes. And then if you're not going to do anything about it, quit your bitching. Mm -hmm. Like that's really how it is. If you're going to do something about it and I see that you're actively doing something about it, or, you know, I'm actively trying to fix something. Okay. I'll complain the whole way through until I get there. Mm -hmm. But if you're not going to do anything about it and you're going to let fear and the idea of what people think and, you know, what are people that you went to school with in high school going to say, keep you from doing what you want to do, then sorry, you don't need to be in this space. Like that is really, I think what I've learned. And I think that's applicable though, for anything that you do in life. Like if you're going to let the opinions of other people hold you back from doing things that you want to do, then clearly you don't want to do it that way. You know? Yeah, that's really true. I don't know if I've told this story on the podcast. I've told my coworkers about this, but I think I've talked about like how my migraine medicine is like a self-administered shot. This freaking shot really, (laughs) it's like the bane of my existence. Like I will call Brooke when I need like a sort of like quit your bitch and just like stick yourself the needle and get over it. Because like Brooke has like done this multiple times and she'll be like, do you know what I did? Just do it and get over it and stop whining and let's continue our conversation. (laughs) And I like ran away from FaceTime one time because I didn't want to deal with it. (laughs) I don't think she ran that fast in field hockey. Like, oh man, I thought she was in freaking Maryland before she came back. I was like, oh, okay, bye. Nice to see ya. But yeah, it's, it's been such a good like source in my life as like motivation. And now when I call you, I'll be like, okay, this is my bitching, but now what do we do about it? Like, what do I do with my situation? And I feel like that's a lot more constructive than just sitting there. And of course, like I have times, like, I'm not going to sit here and pretend that I'm perfect. Like there are times where I'm like, I don't want to write this blog post. And then I don't, and I nap for four hours instead, but then I'm not allowed to complain that my blog doesn't do as well. So, you know, it's it's about balance. It's fine. Everybody figures it out. But yeah, it's kind of like, I don't know, my new mantra. (laughs) Quit your bitching. That'll be my mantra. I love that. That's the title of the episode. (laughs) (laughs) So it seems like you have a lot going on. Um, How do you balance it all. And I know something that you haven't mentioned that I really admire is that you make time to go to Pure Bar and work out really regularly. And you will get up at like 5.30, sometimes 5.30 at the latest to go work out. And I like, I can't get out of bed at 5.30 if someone offered me like $500. Actually, I would. But how do you do it all? <laughs> I, I don't is the short answer. Like there are plenty of days that I, I don't touch my to-do list. Um, But I think the biggest thing, I guess I'll start with working out. I feel like, I don't know that I've ever, I guess I did do a post, but anyway, (laughs) Um, I gained 35 pounds during COVID. So for reference, like 
COVID, not COVID started, like I'm not that dramatic, but like the height of COVID and everybody freaking out and everything closing, I found out about that sitting on a beach in a bikini in Fort Myers. Okay. Like Mm -hmm. for reference in March for my spring break. Okay. So that to August, I gained 35 pounds, which is not a lot of time Mm -hmm. to put on 35 pounds, right? Like it was not healthy and I felt horrible. And like, I felt like I was just, I've always been someone who's really self-confident and I've never really given a shit what I look like. And that's just that. And I felt horrible. Like I remember when restaurants were opening up outside, my friend Hunter was like, let's go to dinner somewhere. And I was like, nope, not going. And when it came time, he's a photographer. When it came time to do my senior pictures, I kept putting my senior pictures off because Mm -hmm. I was like, I don't want to take pictures. Like I feel awful. And so I, I sat with that during COVID for a long time and basically just ate and didn't work out and use the excuse of like, oh, well, everything's closed and I don't want to go anywhere. Uh, and I like, took the dog for a walk and was like, I worked out for months. And so finally in August, I, I was like, I can't do this anymore. Like I can't be somebody who feels like this. Like I can't launch this business, then promote, you know, being confident in yourself and feel as horrible as I feel. So I kind of was like, you, you need to quit your bitching and figure it out. And I, um, I grew up with rheumatoid arthritis. Uh, and so I've always been really hesitant about like high intensity workouts. Like they've always kind of scared me because I'm like, I don't want to mess anything up in this, that, and the other, but I love pure bar, like obsessed with pure bar. Mm-hmm. And I always did the thing where I was like, well, it's too expensive while I'm in college. I'm not, I'm not going to, I'm not going to go. And so I finally just said, you know what, screw it. You're putting it in your budget and you're going. And I'm one of those people where if I pay for it, I will go because I don't want to waste my money. I don't think anybody wants to waste their money. And yeah, I started going to pure bar. I started like three days a week, which I think is like a normal person amount to go. Like, I think that's what most sane people do in their life. And now I go five, six times a week on top of working. And it really is just because I love it so much. Like it, the community there, like Pure Bar Lexington is the best. Like they're literally amazing, but I just feel it's one of those workouts where I feel very safe, not knowing what I'm doing. Mm. So because it's always changing, nobody knows what they're doing. Like you, you kind of know the format, but it's always different. And I like it because it's low impact. I feel like I can do it a lot. It really focuses on strength and toning and it focuses a lot on posture because it's kind of dance based. And that's, you know, just something that I wanted to get better at is my posture. And so I think that it's just helped in a lot of areas. And I think that I'm down 25 pounds. Wow. That's awesome. Which is crazy. Um, so now I have like 10 left, but I'm, I think more importantly, I'm at the point where I feel like if I don't lose another pound in my life, I'm really happy where I am. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like that's really why I, I make it work. And so I am in a better mood. Like everybody's, it used to annoy the shit out of me. People would be like, oh my God, just work out and you'll be so much better. Like, it'll be so <laughs> good for your mood. You'll feel like, it'll be great. And I was like, shut up. No, no, <laughs> nothing about doing a push up is going to make me happy. Like, I can promise you that that's just not it. But yeah. I feel like I 
hate to say other people are right because I like to be right, but like they are. And I feel so much better. I'm way nicer at work, I think, (laughs) at workout beforehand. Um, And so I really just make it a point. And I I listen to, I don't know if you all have listened to him, but if you don't, I feel like you would both love him. It's the Ed Milet podcast. Um, love Ed Milet. Holy shit. I figured that you listen to Ed Milet, but I wasn't sure because sometimes I feel like I tell you to do things and you don't always listen to me, but yeah, I love Ed Milet and he, I don't remember what episode it is, but he always talks about making, finding self-confidence is being able to keep the promises that you make to yourself Mm. or some variation of that, but essentially that's the point. And if you can't keep promises that you make to yourself, how are you supposed to show up for other people? And I am all about showing up for other people. And I so think I, I listened to that exact yep, episode. <laughs> I, I make it a point to do it. And so, and there are days where I don't want to go. And I, you know, I listen to my body in the sense of like, do I feel like I can't do it? Or am I just being lazy and I don't want to get up? Um, but I, I really just make it a point to go. And then I use it as an excuse to buy cute workout clothes. <laughs> win-win really what I do uh, but yeah I think that in terms of working out is how I do it and then balancing it all is really just I mean I am very fortunate in the sense that my work doesn't follow me home like I can't do my job as a vet tech at home like I mean I can like mess around with my dog and like cut my dog's nails and <laughs> I thought his I was going in such a different direction no I'm not <laughs> that kind of no but like I can you know I can be convinced that he's gonna die because he's looking at me weird but no I don't you know I can't save a dog sitting in my apartment so I'm really fortunate in that aspect but I really just make it a point to say you know like when I'm working as a vet tech I'm working as a vet tech I'm not checking my Instagram to see how many people are liking my blog posts I'm not checking my anchor analytics I'm I'm really focused on what I'm doing and then when I'm home and I'm I'm working on the blog or I'm working on the podcast, like I'm not checking Slack and seeing what's going on there. So it really is about time batching, time management, really kind of setting. I don't multitask well in terms, like I can multitask if it's kind of similar stuff. Like mm-hmm. I can multitask and do a blog post while I record a podcast. I can, you know, edit Instagram pictures while I'm planning content. I can listen to somebody on the phone and type notes at work, like that sort of thing. But I, I can't think about one job and do another job. It just doesn't work like that. So I just really make it a point to, to not do that. that. Um, and I think that's really it. And I think you have to be really generous with yourself when you've got a lot going on and really be okay with the idea of not getting your to-do list done. So I really love the Ivy Lee method of um, to-do lists, which I don't, do either of you know, you know it's amazing so you basically it's six things and that's all you get and the way it works is you number it one through six and you put it based on priority and you're not allowed to move to the next thing until you do the thing before it mm. and it really helps in terms of like i hate cleaning my house like, i hate cleaning <laughs> i just don't like it i hate it it's the worst part of living alone i hate cleaning But if I have to get it done, I put that above doing the podcast or above Mm -hmm. my dog training or above, you know, X, Y, Z so that it gets done because I like, that's just what works for me. So I, 
long answer. I don't balance it all, but I try as hard as I can, you know, and I think you have to be okay with that. Kind of sort. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I think that makes so much sense. And I feel like I really should um, take that tip on not thinking about <laughs> the podcast while I have work mm-hmm. because I think Sarah and I both struggle with multitasking for sure. But it made me think a lot about, Brooke, I don't know if you watch The Bachelor. Sometimes, yes. Did you watch Ari's season of Bachelor? Whose season? Ari's? Yes. With Becca M, like the girl with short hair? Yes. Yeah, so she, I follow her on Instagram still, and she's been posting a lot recently because she has two kids and a boyfriend and her whole, like, job. She has podcasts, like, her work as, I guess, an influencer. And she's been posting a lot because she got a nanny, and she feels like so many people look at like, these influencers that make so much money and are like, how do they do it all? Like, how do they be a mom to all their kids and also do all this other stuff and like run all these things? And she's like, they don't. <laughs> they have mm-hmm. nannies. And I don't know. I just felt like that's like just so real. And I appreciated that. And it reminded me of what you were talking about, how it's like you don't do it all. You just do what you can. Mm-hmm. And I think it's a really good segue because I saw that story too. And I really liked her message that there's not enough transparency on social media. And sort of to that point, Brooke, what do you think social media could use more or less of? I think it could use less comparison. Mm -hmm. I think it could use less trigger fingers. Mm. I think it could use less... I don't know how I want to phrase this. What do you mean by trigger fingers? Okay. The people who you post an Instagram and the first thing that they comment is like, you wore that shirt in your last post Mm. or you wore that like three, three things down or you post a throwback picture on vacation and someone's like, we're in a pandemic. Yeah, we know. We know. Thank you. That that's why the pictures from three years ago, like calm down. Mm-hmm. I think it's, we need more introspection and we need more empathy and we need more willingness to engage in a conversation with the goal of not coming to an agreement and not proving that you're right, but more of allowing the other person the space and the safety to say what they have to say to an extent. I'm not going to sit here and say that if you're spewing hate and vitriol, you should be allowed to post whatever you want, because I think that's a really dangerous place to be. But I think that we need more, honestly, like if all like toddlers could have an Instagram or a Twitter, if toddlers ran Twitter, it the world would be a better place, truly, because I think that there is something so magical about kids in the sense that they're so willing to forgive and they're so willing to try to befriend someone and they're so willing to be okay with 
people's mistakes and people's faults and people's failings and they love them no matter what and they want to be around them no matter what and so honestly like toddlers for twitter is going to be like the second merch drop because like i just think that we need to be more willing to be open and honest but i think that comes with the idea of people don't want to post an unfiltered picture on instagram if the first thing that they're going to get is somebody being like you have stretch marks or I don't like your hair. Like people aren't going to want to be authentic. So you can't sit there and complain that people aren't authentic. If you're the person who sits behind your computer screen and does nothing but spew hate. So I just feel like everybody should just be nicer Mm -hmm. on social media. But I also think people need to be braver on social media to an extent. But I think that there is a very big difference between being brave on social media and being brave because you think you have to. And so I think that people really just need to use social media as an extension of their own voice. And I think that's really what I try to do in the sense that like, if I wouldn't actually say it to somebody standing in front of me, I'm not going to post it in a caption or I'm not going to comment it on a post. So if I wouldn't be, I'm fairly upfront and honest and I kind of just say what I want when I want. Um, But if I wouldn't say it, which is like very rare to somebody, I'm not posting it. And I think that people need to be more conscious of that. And I think people need to be more conscious of, sure, the message that they're sending and, and what, to an extent, what people are going to gain from their social media or what they're going to be influenced by. But I think that people just need to be more willing to be honest and to be empathetic and, and to be nice. I just think that we need more nice people, just yeah. in general. But also on social media. <laughs> yeah, I agree so much. I feel like you're talking a lot about like empathy and having just more consideration for others and using social media as like an extension of yourself and like owning everything you say. Like I agree with that so much. So you talked a lot about like being authentic. Um, so you talked a lot about being authentic. What makes you a little bit unfiltered? I like that we're going with the the brand name, but I feel like I'm just like a lot of it unfiltered. (laughs) I think that my Sarah is like probably laughing in the background because she like scooted away, but I think she's like cackling in the corner. I think that I, I think that I just pride myself so much on being authentic and being, being me no matter who is around me. And I think that that is the biggest thing is I am going to, be myself, no matter what friend group I'm with, no matter, you know, yes, I have my more professional, you know, I don't know if you want to call it persona, but my more professional moments versus, you know, when I'm hanging out with my friends and I'm on FaceTime and things like that. But I think that just really trying to ground myself in who I am and really kind of focusing on, on my values as a human and what I find to be you know, really important and the things that I would want someone around me to be like, I think that's really where I kind of thrive because it really centers me in the sense of it's not, it's not going to matter what situation I'm in. You're going to get fairly the same reaction no matter what. Plus I also, I just, I say what I want, when I want, how I want to, you know, kind of a, a, a surface level degree 
but I also think that I'm not afraid to be the bearer of bad news or I, I did a podcast episode on this actually about like life lessons that I learned from my mom. And one of the biggest things that I've learned from my mom is to love somebody or to care about somebody means telling them what they don't want to hear. And I think that that is the biggest thing that I, that makes me, you know, unfiltered in terms of my friendships and my relationships, even professionally is that like, I, I will be the one to say the unpopular opinion in the room or to say what somebody doesn't want to hear, but what they need to hear. And I think Sarah, gets, Sarah gets it a lot from me. Um, she takes like the brunt of that, I think. Yeah. Um, but I think that that's really what it is, is that I just, I don't focus so much on what people want me to say. I'm just more about what I feel like they need me to say. Um, and sometimes I'm wrong and there are definitely moments. Um, but I think that being able to, you know, be okay with the fact that I'm, I'm not right all the time also makes me pretty unfiltered because I think people who want to be right all the time are very filtered. They're not going to say a lot because they don't want to be wrong. So they're not going to open their mouth till they know they're right. Um, and so I think just like being, being willing to be myself all the time is I think really it. And I struggle sometimes still, but I, I do what I can. And I think that that that's the biggest thing. I do think the fact that you're so unfiltered is like, as as you've seen from like Lizzie was just on the podcast and now you're on the podcast and like Molly and I do a podcast every other week. Like, I think I've found that surrounding myself with people who are unfiltered and don't wait to say what's right. Like, will tell me like it is, will tell me when I like look dumb and like when I need to like course correct and don't sugarcoat that or like tell me when I like really need to get over a guy, like he's really not worth it. And don't wait until the end of like a relationship to tell me that. Like, I think those are some of the best friendships. And I think that's something I really value about you. Well, thanks. <laughs> Another thing about Brooke, she can't take compliments very well. <laughs> not really. It makes me really uncomfortable. Actually. <laughs> like, I feel like you're so right though, Sarah, because I even feel the same way. Like, of course, with you and just like in general with my friends that you haven't met, I feel like I have like found my people and people that tell me like it is and people that I can tell like it is I feel mm -hmm. like I've just had so many friends that are like I don't know you just like it it's it's almost like a toxic toxic space of like toxic toxic I guess positivity I'm just like oh it's mm -hmm. fine oh like it's fine you could just like obsess over that guy forever it's fine like just do what you gotta do it's yeah fine. because then, but then what happens is like they say it's fine and then they're texting behind your back and they're like oh my god this is so annoying why can't she just get over it and it's like yeah but, and it's just like why don't you just tell her to her face right, like just tell her. this You're is he's not thing. gonna start liking you so like cut it out over it yeah 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 or even more than that like per like in my personal life i would say like the worst i guess moment of this was like a friend who was dating somebody who sold drugs and I was just like you can't do that that's not it and they were just like no you don't know him like I love him and I was like no and all of our other friends were like she's happy like let her be happy like they'll break up on their own let her be happy they'll break up on no. their own no no Mm -mm. yeah mm -mm. <laughs> like those so, aren't good friends yeah exactly and I, I mean, like, I understand both sides. I understand people saying you should learn, you need to learn your own lessons because sometimes you do. 
But if you have an opinion and you can maybe help someone not learn their own lesson and help them squash something ahead of time, I say do it. Yeah. Like, I mean, when I was into that guy who had a girlfriend for a really long time and was stringing me along, it was really bad. But also, I completely ignored my friends. Yeah. Lizzie and I. Yeah. A lot. A lot. (laughs) I remember specifically, as you were saying that, Molly, the like, like telling them, like heading it off and like, no, he's not a good guy. Like Lizzie came out to a bar one night with me and him and some of our other friends saw the way he was acting around me, went up to me and was like, does he still have a girlfriend? Why is he doing this? Like, why is he treating you like this? Like, why is he like touching you like that? Like all of that stuff. And I was like, no, no, it's fine. Like, blah, blah, blah. And like, and they were all right. So like, sometimes like I had to make that mistake on my own, but I do think I came to that a little sooner because I had a lot of voices around me saying like, he's not a good guy. Um, And and also on the off chance you were like, you're right. <laughs> and then like went home. Like yeah. that could have saved everyone so much trouble. Like I do think everybody <laughs> so much needs to, well, not, I don't mean like your situation specifically, but you know, like you in general, I feel yeah. like you're not even, if you don't express like the facts, then you're not even giving the person an opportunity to be like, Oh wait, you're probably right. And there, mm-hmm. there is of course like a difference. Like I, I have a little brother, Sarah knows he's just like the light of my life I love him but I also sometimes want to strangle him most of the time but there are things that I will let him do because I'm just like you gotta learn sometime like you you know you need to figure it out but then there are Mm -hmm. other things where I'm like dude I tried that it doesn't work save yourself the energy and the trouble and the the possible danger of pissing our parents off and just don't do it just don't do it And so I think that that's important too, is like, yes, there are times where, you know, I think that people need to learn from their own mistakes, but I think that you should still be willing to express how you feel about it or, you know, how everyone else in the room feels about it um, and be okay with them not agreeing with you. Because I think Mm -hmm. that if you expect them to change how they are, just because you said it, you, you think very highly of yourself, but like, I think that that isn't fair to them either. I think you have to be comfortable with the idea that they can still love you and care about you and respect you. And you can still feel the same way and you two not agree on something. So I think, I think that's important too. Mm -hmm. I think that gets a lot to something that I know we really wanted to address was this idea of like knowing your worth. And I think sometimes it's helpful to have people around you that know your worth for you and like affirm that for you when you don't really believe it yourself. But that is totally like a long journey to get to that point to see it for yourself. Um, And I guess I know we talk a lot about like bad situations, whether it's like work or people like friends or like past roommates. Brooke has a fun string of stories. Um, But how do you know when to walk away? Like, how do you know when to like wave the white flag and be like, this isn't worth continuing? I think when you are consistently miserable Mm -hmm. and it starts to bleed over to other areas of your life and it starts to impact who you are as a person is a a fairly good indication that you need to walk away. Uh, But I think even before that, I think that 
your intuition does a really good job of telling you if something's not right. And I think that you have to, you definitely have to have objective people around you just to kind of like pinball off of. But I I think that if you are kind of constantly questioning yourself, and I think if you're finding that you're doubting yourself a lot more than maybe you do, or you're not getting to the places that you thought you'd get to in life, um, not necessarily as quickly, because I think things take time, but you feel like you're not like you're, you feel like one of those cartoons where your feet are running and you're not moving. Like, I think that is a, a pretty good indication that that's a time where you need to kind of get the heck out. Um, but I, I really think that you really need to kind of focus on grounding yourself and finding your values. And I, I find, you know, in my own experience and, and my friend's experience and, you know, even, you know, my family and things like that, if you are constantly finding yourself in a situation where you're having to question if you're enough, you don't have a clear indication of what your values are. And I think that you really need to know what your values are as a person. And they don't have to be this like laundry list of things. Like my values are like honesty, empathy, and authenticity. Like just bar none, that's what I, like, that's what I value in life. And if I am in a situation where I'm not being honest with myself, or I feel like others aren't being honest with me. Um, and if I feel like I'm constantly having to play down my success and play up my failures and kind of live this life of like, I'm so happy here, but I sit in my room and I cry every night or, you know, I'm constantly at the state of like, not hating, but like constantly being irritated with everybody. That's a fairly good indication for me that I'm, I'm not in a place that I need to be. Um, so I think really just, you, you need to find your values. And if, if you're in a situation that don't, that doesn't align with your values, then it doesn't align with you. And at the end of the day, it's going to compromise how you feel about yourself. And that's not where you should be. Um, so I think long and short, you know, if you miss all those signs ahead of time and you find yourself miserable 24 seven, then get the heck out. Um, but before that, you know, check in with yourself and see where you are. And I think that'll give you a, a pretty good indication of, of where you're at and whether you need to kind of drop everything and run to an extent. Damn it. That's so wise. <laughs> Do what I can. Molly, you said that you needed to. Yes. I'm going to pop off. I have work early. Busy gal. Okay, well, I'm gonna head out. Hope you guys have a good rest of the episode. Well, not episode, but good rest of your night. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Talk to all of our listeners in two weeks. Okay, bye. Bye. Bye.